and we're back. Welcome back to the Comparing Clipboards podcast. I'm Luke Lewis here with my guest Erica Chapa. Chapa, how are you doing today? I'm I'm doing good. I was thinking this morning, like, wait, we're gonna record and then we get to record. And Izzy, you don't know this, but we talked about having you on like months ago. And I've had people like texting me, like, how come there hasn't been a new podcast yet? And I'm like, hey, we're just really busy because we are. But then when Luke said like you were down to be on, I was like, no way. We talked about this, Luke, like four months ago, probably. It's been like 83 years. Yeah, so you, know, I'm getting, doing good. you know, getting into the modified volleyball and stuff. Um, we got really busy, but when in doubt, we're here. Um, we're here with Coach yeah. Izzy from Carmel High School, boys volleyball coach, girls volleyball coach, um, CCVC volleyball coach. How you doing, Izzy? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. I know when you reached out and and said, you know, let's talk about the podcast. And I said to myself, I said, oh, this sounds really cool. Why not? Let's get it done. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited to have you. Um, little rundown on Izzy's resume here. I'll try, I'll try to condense it as best as I can. There's a lot of great <laughs> stuff on here. Um, so you've been coaching um, volleyball, both boys and girls at Carmel since 2009 and 2010. Um, you've coached a lot of successful club teams. Um, you've qualified for the open division four times, which non-volleyball people, big difference between open and club. Um, hey. Being in the open division is a big deal. Um, you've won five high school championships for on the girls' side, four on the boys' side, including one CCS title, two CCS finals appearances. Um, you've won coach of the year four times, all county coach of the year. And you are also an assistant coach at MPC. So lots, okay. lots of stuff that we're excited to ask you about. Um, and not to mention, you're also our league rep, right? For um, That's right. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, nice. absolutely. Which, I mean, we're in these very uncertain times with volleyball. But we'll yeah, add a little bit, too, of what both of our programs are kind of doing a lot of similarities. But, um, yeah, super awesome. Chop, did you want to ask the first question? Yes. Okay, so – coach do you buy coach Izzy is that what your players call you what do they call yeah you? so it just depends I know when we first kind of meet each other it's always coach Izzy and then the longer you're with me like if you're a freshman or a sophomore that made varsity at some point down the line you know it just becomes Izzy and so it's fine either way is fine Luke and I were calling you Izzy and we we're like we don't even know this guy like we're all calling him Izzy like we <laughs> it's know totally him. okay <laughs> okay so you run two programs, which obviously are boys and girls volleyball. And sometimes when a coach runs multiple programs, sometimes they tend to focus more on one program. Mm -hmm. And there's always athletes and students who are like, oh, coach focus, coach focuses like more on the boys team or he favors the boys. Like, you know, if there's a track and field coach and a cross country coach or whatever, they're like, coach favors the cross country team so much. And so how do you juggle two successful programs and your club team? Yeah, I mean, it's not easy. Um, I was talking to my buddy about this a couple hours ago um, because he, you know, he was asking me about the volleyball scene and whatnot. And then he said, you have a day job too? And I go, yeah, I have a, uh, you know, a full-time job at a school. <laughs> so, you know, I think for me, it's first and foremost, this is my passion. Um, and when I say that, I'm not just specifically talking about volleyball. I more than anything, I love working with kids um, from a very young age. I was put in charge of all my little brother and all my little cousins. And, you know, my first job was working with the city of Monterey and the rec department for kids. So I love kids. I love, I work at a school right now. So it's, it's definitely that. Um, as far as the two programs grow, you know, when I came into Carmel High, I first came in as a boys coach in 2009, and I came in super excited because I was literally giving, given nothing, and, and they said it's going to be the first year of the program, um, you know, come make it happen, and, and for me, I was a little nervous at first because I was like, I don't know anybody. First year of the program, what does that mean? Like, you know, um, but uh, it's been great. It's been great building that one from the ground up. Um, getting better every year and you know on the girls side when I came in they were just coming off their first championship title and their entire varsity roster starting roster was graduating so it was like okay this is going to be a rebuild this is going to be a rebuild for them blah 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 
And so when I came in there, I used that to my advantage, right? I came in with a chip on my shoulder because nobody expected us to repeat or anything like that. Um, and all of those kids that were on the team that potentially could have been starters somewhere else or, or then themselves were great players, didn't have the opportunity to necessarily showcase that because there were senior leaders and kids that have been there for a while that, right, were playing over them. So I kind of used that to my advantage to feed them like, hey, nobody believes you can do this. You know, what are you going to do? And I think we were able to run two in a row. You know, we, we were able to start off two in a row. Um, it is, it does get a little competitive amongst the two, the two kids, uh, the two different groups, the two genders, right? I could be at gross practice and, you know, I, I, at gross practice more than anywhere else. Oh, you love the boys so much more than you love us. <laughs> right. And they love to throw that out there. And the minute we won CCS, it was a definitely, oh my God, you love them so much more. That's why you, you coach them harder. They got a championship and we don't. And I'm sitting there like, honestly, man, it really just comes down to you guys. That's all it does, right? It just comes down yeah. to how much work you're putting in. And I said, my relationship with, with the boys is different from the girls. But at the end of the day, I'm pushing both sides as hard as I possibly can and I'm trying to challenge them to, you know, accomplish new feats, um, surprise themselves. I'm big on push yourself because you might surprise yourself and do something that you haven't ever done before. Um, and I'm big on goal setting. You know, I think it's important to have goals and dreams, not just in sports, but in life. And it's been a blessing with the club. When I took that over, ah, scary, but we're doing the same thing and we're helping kids and we're competing and, and I'm excited about it. I did, uh, you know, before COVID started, I think I was wearing six, uh, working 16 hours a day, six days a week Ooh. when you're juggling high school volleyball, club volleyball in your day job. Um, it was a lot. Luckily for me, I have a great fiance who supports me and in, in my passion and, and it helps me in any way that I can. But it definitely I, I do feel like once a year I'll hit a wall and it's yearly. And I just have to say, you've been here before. You can do this. Move forward. Yeah, yeah. I, to I totally feel that, especially hitting the wall. Right. Because mm -hmm. there's I, I always tell people, I don't think coaches realize how much they're working how many hours they're putting in until like they have a weekend off like yep. yeah, I'll be I'll be thinking right like just like you say I, I have like a similar schedule where it's like work high school practice club practice then you think about it like oh man it's seven o'clock now like <laughs> where mm -hmm. did where did the time go and then your body won't let you know that you're tired and then all of a sudden you're like oh my god and then it only takes like one kind of rough tournament to be like, oh, right. and like, right. I kind of need a break. This is rough. And then, but like you said, we kind of just have to remind ourselves why we do it. Right. We, we right. love it. Um, especially right now during uncertain times, like I said, we'll get to that later, but you know, we don't, we're not going to have a season, but we're still out there. Mm -hmm. We're, we're still giving the kids something to do. Um, exactly. I mean, Cha I know that Choppa is like, talked to me off the ledge a few times at tournaments where I'm like, oh my god like what's going on and I don't I don't think I've ever had to do that for you on the other end of it but <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely a um it's really rewarding but of course. the hour the hours add up for sure um, yeah it's grueling sometimes man yeah for sure it's crazy because we didn't get our whole last season like mm -hmm. when you were saying all this I was like oh damn yeah like that to like that's right you boys and then you go to club practice like girls club yeah and, and then, then i have a camp hours. group you work all day yeah and then you mm -hmm. have your camp. oh my God. yeah i had a camp group yeah. so i would I, I don't know how i would do it all because it's just you know scheduling but you know a lot of people always forget about that third group for me it's it's you know i work from 7 a.m to 3 30 i have my first practice yeah. at four and then i have my next practice at 6 30 or seven um but then you know oftentimes I'm coaching boys volleyball, girls club, and then my coasters group for the kids that either can't afford club or can't make the time commitment. I'm also coaching that. So, it, so, you know, I, a lot of the time it's like, wow, like I, you know, I told you, I coach to surprise for my kids to surprise themselves. I end up doing that with myself a lot, right? Yeah. I, I did it and I did a great job and I try to give the same energy to every group, regardless of how tired I might be. Right. Yeah. And you know, that, that makes me want to ask another question. Um, 
I, we always tell our athletes on the volleyball court, you know, the more you play volleyball, the more comfortable you're going to be. You're going to be able to make more reads just because you've seen this already. The more you play mm -hmm. as a coach, would you say it's kind of almost like very similar to that where the more you coach, like, okay, I've seen more situations as a coach. Now I know how to handle this when it comes up again in the future or, Oh man, like I remember that one time I had a team that couldn't pass at all. And then we mm -hmm. tried this drill and it worked. Would you say that's kind of works for coaches too? Oh, for sure. For sure. You, you definitely, you know, it's easy when you're coaching that many groups at once to be super repetitive with what you do. You know, essentially if, if you wanted to, you could build a practice plan that would fit all three teams. Right. But the challenge is you don't ever want it to be stale. Right. So you're, you're then finding anytime you can, you know, um, to, you know, oftentimes I'll be on the road from one practice to the other and I'll flip on somebody on YouTube describing a drill, you know, and, and I'll say, Oh, that might work. Let me try this. Or maybe let me take the, the foundation of that drill and switch it up you know, um, so that it works for what I have. Um, but definitely, man, I, you know, I totally, I think I became hands off in coaching in, in 2017, 2018. Uh, and what I mean by that is I, I went from demoing everything to, I had a really nasty leg injury. Um, so it made me become more, you know, up here. Right. And I can break everything down using my words, so that kids would understand. And I think that that for me was awesome because then it allowed me to teach differently and view the game differently. Um, but definitely you, you only get better at something by practicing and getting reps, right? So the more I'm yeah. in the gym, the more I'm coaching, the more I'm getting out of it as well. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've learned a lot about exactly what you're saying right now in terms of like different reps, different groups. Um, there'd be times where, I'd have 12 and 13 year old girls one day and then I'd have 16 year old boys the next mm -hmm. or, or I'd be helping at Choppa's practice with 16 year old girls. And it's kind of like some kids need it broken down, kind of like the, what you're saying. And some people need it like that. And sometimes my delivery has to be different to different kids. Exactly. Like if, if I'm taught, if I'm talking about setting with someone that is a returning varsity player right it's not really the same conversation as someone who's 12 that's seeing if they want if they like volleyball um, right <laughs> so yeah for sure right we, we've all had those people before where it's mm -hmm. like maybe we go from one extreme to the other and we kind of have to yeah. reset our brains a little bit like okay mm -hmm. one foot forward like <laughs> slow it down a little bit yeah um the next thing i really want to ask you and i've been so excited to ask you about this all day um so we all know how much of a juggernaut your boys have been the last few years. Right. But, okay, I have notes here. I didn't realize what your record was through all of that. We were tripping out today. Do you know, I don't know what it is, man. I, te I, I texted like three coaching friends of mine, like, <laughs> you're not going to freaking believe this. Um, so since 2016, so obviously I didn't count last year. Last year you guys only got like five games or something in. Right. So between 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019 with your boys program, you guys went 101 and 29 overall and 47 <laughs> and one in like, that wow. is, that is bonkers. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and like, how do you build that program into that? Like, how, how did you get to that point? You know, man, I, I've been really, really fortunate. Um, you know, there was, I think that when the program got started, okay, because the year before me, they had a club team, right? And there's a big, and Chapa, you know this, Luke, I don't know how much you come down here, but there's a big beach volleyball community down on, on uh, you know, ocean, right? Mm -hmm. And and a lot of those parents get their little kids involved super early. And so, yep. you know, those little boys grow up. Right. And so they, you know, I think when they reached out to me and, and convinced me to leave Monterey high, which was, I thought would never happen. Um, you know, it was, uh, it, it all just, I knew I was going to start off. I mean, if you go way back to those early years, we were winning maybe four games, you know, we only had like seven or eight players. Um, but I think the biggest difference is, man, is, is 
you have to get these kids to believe in each other. Um, and then you just got to motivate them. And for whatever reason, I feel like I do the same thing with both boys and girls, but it resonates with the boys a little bit more differently. And I don't know if that's because I'm, I'm a male and they're males and stuff and, and we connect differently. Um, but, you know, I've, I've been able to, I've also grown from this because I, I would never go out and recruit at other sports ever. I'm like, I'm the guy that, Hey, if you want to be here and you want to make this your sport, you're going to show up. And then I quickly learned if I want the athletes, if I want them to give me a chance to convince them as to why volleyball is not a girl sport, I have to go talk to them. I have to go knock on doors at practices and say, Hey coach, do you mind if I talk to your boys for 10 minutes at the end of practice or whenever it's convenient for you? You know, and there's times where there's times where I had to make big adjustments in my schedule to be able to go to a freshman basketball practice or 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 a JV soccer practice or or even the wrestling room, man. It was it was, you know, I want to be able to say, hey, this is a sport that's on the rise. This is a sport that's really fun that just people don't ever give it a chance because, you know, it gets ridiculed or, or, or said it's a girl sport you know and, and I'm out here and say hey stand out there and get hit by one of these guys in your chest and then tell me how you really feel you know yeah. <laughs> um, but but it was definitely you know I think once these boys started believing in themselves and 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 um, controlling and managing egos man because with when you're dealing with young boys it's real right um, but I think once we were able to channel that energy and we just started believing hey we can compete. And then it was big. It was big for us because, you know, nobody from our league really had made that big of an impact in Central Coast playoffs. And because I'm the rep for the boys as well, I'd always have to go to these meetings and listen to everybody else's success as a league and then sit here and be like, ah, oh, come on, man. Like at some point we got to catch up. Right. Um, and it was awesome. It was awesome to just be like, hey, we're the furthest school south of the section for boys. Let's try and be the best. You know, and, and that CCS game, man, I don't know if we'll have time to talk about it at some point, but that was movie-like, man. It, it was I totally absolutely, I, I've heard it, I've, story, I've heard like man. part of it from me before, but mm -hmm. I want to hear the whole thing. Right, uh, right. But like kind of a follow-up on that real quick. I but a hundred wins? Whew. Uh, like that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, like that's crazy. <laughs> that there's I know, probably, uh, there's probably schools around here that don't have a hundred wins total since they've had a program. Like, <laughs> for real. Yeah, oh my god. The boys gosh. work hard. The boys work hard, and they push me to, coach. How many contacts do you get? We can go to this tournament. We can go to that tournament. We can play these games. You know, they're so invested in it. And one of the things that I, that I, I this is probably one of the main reasons why the girls feel I love the boys more is because the boys get to go on an overnight tournament and the girls don't. And I have my reasons behind all of that, right, uh -huh. uh, that I don't want to <laughs> share, okay? But definitely, you know, we go and we go to SoCal or we go to Fresno or we'll go to the northern section in Sacramento and play all the top players, all the top teams, and either get our butts kicked and learn from it or surprise people, you know? And, you know, what you just said right now, I'd love to add something to it a little bit and tell me if I'm wrong. But I think playing club and playing against better teams is part of the process almost. Mm -hmm. Like you kind of need to see what the big boys look like. Um, right. Like I remember some of my boys, because there's a club team in Hollister for the kind of the Hollister boys to play in. Right. And um, I remember some of my freshmen told me, oh my God, our first qualifier, like we walked by, we saw Beta Bay 18 ones. We saw blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, yeah. they're all hitting 10 foot. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, it, 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 you guys are in a little pond here. Like there is yes. a lot of good players, but once they mm -hmm. play against them, or even if it's just one pool, right. And they have to play them for one pool. They're kind of right. like, okay, well, I've seen, I've seen better than this before. I've played against better mm -hmm. than this before. Right. And it just, right. the more you play against good players, the more, you know, you're going to improve. And I think one of the roadblocks for some coaches and teams is just, they're way too content beating up on teams that aren't as good as them. Exactly. And it's like, exactly. like, cool, you're going to play your whole preseason against teams mm -hmm. that aren't even going to be sniffing the playoffs and you're going to be yeah. puffing your yeah. chest. Right. But <laughs> right. like, right. I'd rather, I'd rather go 500 against teams that are all going to be contending for yep. CCS. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I want to show my kids. Yeah. I want to show my kids that there's something more than what they see here in the County. 
And, you know, the old saying, a win is a win, is very much true. But there's a difference between a win and a great win, Uh right? And when you go up and you play somebody that's known as a dominant program, a powerhouse program, you talk about the elite of the elite, and you go up there and you compete one year, and then you go back up there the next year and you win, that's growth. And that's what that, that addiction to success came for these boys was they, they just were all about, let's go to the best. Let's go to the best, you know, and, and the, and the, I guess the, from the boys point of view, the cool side about it is I think the, the year we won CCS, I, I want to say we were 31 and four. Um, but yeah, those right. four that right we here. lost, yeah, those four that we lost, man, I'm telling you that that was silent van rides home right? That was frustration at the end of the game. I'm sitting there at the end of the year, like, first of all, I'm not, I'm not messing with it because if they're upset like that, good. That means they're going to show up to practice the next day and go harder than they did the time the day before the game. Right? So that's great. But in my mind, I'm like, we're 31 and four. Hey, chill out. You know, you can't win (laughs) them all, but, but definitely that, that hunger, that passion from the boys. um, It was awesome, man. It It was awesome. Yeah, and I, I think you kind of answered this next part, um, but the thing I want to ask about that is obviously like 2016, you guys go 19 and six, undefeated in the league. 2017, you guys get even better, 21 and eight, still undefeated in the league. But it's the third year that you guys won CCS, like, and then the year after that being you go to the, go to the CCS finals again. How do you get? How do you get your program to not settle? Because I feel like a lot of times that's when teams get knocked off because someone catches them off guard, right? Because, oh, we're so good. We haven't lost. How do you guys keep that focus? So, you know, I think it was always a building process. Once I identified that, okay, you know, I got the, I got the players, you know, and, and that first year we won league, that was a tough year. That was a tough year because I knew I had all the talent I needed to win league, but our discipline wasn't there. So we spoke at the very beginning of the season. I got together with the three captains. And then I spoke to the rest of the team and I said, you're going to see a change in me. You're going to see a shift in me going from being okay that you're competing to wanting to dominate. Um, And, you know, and and I said, this is going to rub us wrong a little bit. There's going to be days where you just can't stand me. I just want you to hear it now and I'll remind you throughout the season that everything I'm doing, whether you love it or hate it, is in your best interest moving forward. And I think that for me, it's always important to be upfront with a player from the jump so they know what to expect. Um, But definitely there was days where, you know, I was getting under their skin because I was challenging them. I was pushing them to go somewhere we've never been. And more importantly, if you don't know how to close because you've never been in that opportunity, you have to rely on those that do know how to close. And I knew, I knew. So I knew it was my job by any means necessary to, to get these guys to understand just how good they were. And after that, that culture stayed. I got to back off a little bit and be more of a, you know, more relaxed, not so much on you all the time, but just kind of keeping that standard because then the players themselves got a taste of, you know, they won league that year. We got the number one seed in playoffs. We got a first round bye. We hosted Mitty, who was a underrated eight seed. And we went five games and lost. But we've never experienced anything like that. We've never had to fight to keep our season alive. But that was the first step in this journey that led to where we're at now. Yeah, and I mean, I think kind of tying it back to what you said about how a lot of people from or a lot of teams from this area don't really make a lot of noise in the CCS playoffs for boys volleyball it's a perfect example you guys got up and went toe-to-toe with midi like that should right there be wow we played a west catholic school and Mm -hmm. we gave them a fight like maybe we didn't come out on top but like we went down swinging um before we move Mm -hmm. on to the next question we i I really want to hear the ccs story um from when you guys won ccs oh man so you know we get through the the whatever first round second round on to the semifinals um we get to the finals and we're playing a harker team that that i just know coming in you know i know chad i know the coach i know he coaches bay to bay i know he knows his stuff 
right? I know Alex as an assistant coach, great coach, right? So I'm thinking, okay, these guys, they're here for a reason. They're well coached, right? They got just as much talent as we do. Um, and we've never been in that position before, okay? Now, mind you, when I said egos and tempers are the most challenging things to, you know, kind of keep in check, right? Because you have so many kids, so many young boys that are just feeling themselves that everybody wants to be alpha, but you're kind of like, I'm alpha, you listen to me, right? So it, it, it got to the point where we get there, we had two overpasses to win set one, right? Or no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, this, this is the wrong year. We get there, we lose set one. We're losing set two. I'm looking at my bench, searching for answers, right? Talking to the staff. I got a big old staff. So we're all trying to figure out what's going on, okay? Because we're not playing like ourselves, right? So we lose set two. Our, you know, all league, whatever, all county, if you want to call it middle, six, six, four middle, six, five middle is nowhere to be found on the net. Okay. He's seeing the offense. The moment's getting a little big, right? He's starting to feel that pressure. And all of my offenses are middle driven, all of them. So if he's non-existent, we're in trouble, right? So I flipped the middles. I flipped the middles because my other middle was a better blocker. And I figured if I flipped him on the bigger hitters, then at least we're slowing it down. And then I put my other middle in a position where he's not seeing the same kind of wall or the same kind of pressure. So maybe that'll kind of get him started. So we get off to a really poor start in set three, right? I've called my timeout. Didn't work. By this mm -hmm. point, Harker's rolling, right? And I'm sitting in our season slip away. I call one more timeout and I'm sure you've been in this situation before, you know, you starting to sound like a broken record player. I'm, I'm all about my kids adjusting and finding solutions on their own. So a lot of the time you'll see me in the game, call a timeout and be like, go figure it out, go figure it out. And they'll go have to do their own, you know, searching for answers. Um, and so I call the timeout and I go, what do you guys think is going on? Right. And, my libero, who Chapa, I think you know, because he he dates one of your former teammates at CSUB. Uh, oh yeah. Straight up, looks at me and says, "Well, if the F in middles would block a ball, we'd play better." So then my middles come <laughs> out of the my middles were getting water, so they come over and hey, shut the blah 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 up and dig the ball. You only have one job, so I go whoa time out you know and so I just go hey this is not how we got here we got here for one reason and one reason only and that's because we care about each other we love each other and we support each other boom that's it right I go I don't care what happens I've been telling you all year long you're in this endless fight you're gonna get punched all I need you to do is keep swinging keep swinging until you can't swing anymore right and so we went out there and started turning the pace, started shifting energy. Ben Arola came out there and just sparked us with his energy because he did not want to lose. He was the only one at that time that was playing to win and everybody else was so deep in their heads. So the minute Ben started, you know, changing his mindset, then I got Palmer's energy as, as my, you know, as my, my, he had to play right side. Could you believe that? A, a five foot, five, five foot six right side <laughs> in the CCS game. And, you know, and, and he started shifting his energy. Charlie got a little bit more comfortable, right, as our setter. And then the seniors all started to start, okay, okay, whatever. We're point for point, point for point, point for point. We win set three. So now we shift sides. And as soon as we won set three, you could feel the energy in the room because we were playing at St. Francis, right, which is really close to Harker way closer than it is for Carmel High. So they had all, all the bleachers filled in white and green. And we had our section, and our section did their best, right, to, to kind of that switch. As we're passing through the net, I'm looking at all these Harker boys, right? And you can just see the mindset change from we had this to uh-oh, right? 
And at the same time, you're starting to feel my boys start to believe that they can do it. Because by the time I wrote the lineup and got back to the huddle, they were breaking. So that means they didn't even need to hear anything from me. So that's when I knew, okay, we got a game now, right? So we, you know, I don't remember the exact set scores and what happened and all that. I just remember set five, set four, we went out there, got off to a good lead. They came back. We kept battling. We ended up pulling out set four. So in set five, we just talked and we just said, hey, you know you can compete. You know you have a chance. It's going to come down to who wants this and who can play a clean game. You know, when I say play a clean game, doesn't mean change what you're doing. You're there to win, so you have to swing, right? If you're going to play not to lose, you're going to lose. Um, and we were up, man. We were up, I think, like 12 to 6. And we were rolling and we were feeling it. The coaching staff is looking at each other like, okay, it's not over, but oh my God, we're up 12 to six. I swear to God, I blinked, I scratched my head and I took a deep breath and it's 12 to 12. Oh my God. (laughs) And I'm sitting there like now I'm sweating. Okay, Now I'm sweating. Now I'm nervous. So I had called my first time out when it was like 12, 10. Cause I'm like, I'm going to ice this kid up, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to calm us down yada 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 nope 12 to 12 then they go up 13 12 then it's 13 13 then it's 14 13 then it's 14 14 15 14 15 15 15 16 right and it keeps going back and forth and you know i don't know how but the ball comes over okay my middle did not block so he takes the ball and passes it. And statistically, because we, we stat everything all year long, statistically, our worst passer, serve, receive, free balls, it doesn't matter, okay? <laughs> takes the ball. Charlie somehow avoids netting, puts up a set that's going like a little bit past the pin on the right side. Ben jumps higher than I ever seen him hit or jump hits the ball off the block hits the floor boom storybook Mm -hmm. ending you know you're down oh two your team's fighting at the beginning of set three you're down in set three they're at each other's throats cussing each other out wanting to fight you know and you just kind of remember how we got there And, and that year in specific man was a really challenging year for me I had a lot going on with my family um, you know, there's not never enough awareness with mental health. So I'll say, I'll say it and I'll share it. Both my parents suffer from extreme depression. Um, uh, it had never affected me before until that year. Um, so there was some really down and ugly, ugly days. And, and it wasn't until we got to playoffs that year that I finally pulled my staff aside and kind of told them what was going on. And they're like, why did you wait so long? We love you. Like, why did you wait so long to tell us? Like, we could have been helping in any way we could. We haven't even noticed that you've been struggling like this or going through this. And, and I think when I told them, it was probably right before our, our first playoff game because I just couldn't do it anymore. I just kind of just had to let it out and tell somebody. And then I talked to my, I talked to my seniors. I talked to the, to the whole team and I kind of, you know, it's a, uh, it's a thing that you never really see me cry. So the girls are always like, are you going to cry on my senior night? And I go, no, it takes a lot for me to get to that point. I probably won't, you know, but I did, I I opened up and I, and I broke down in front of my boys team. And, and, you know, right before we went on that playoff run, a lot of those boys came to me and said, we got you coach. Like we got you, just put us, just get us there. We got you, we got you. And so, you know, I think there's all kinds of pictures of, of, the game and after the game and you just see me just hunched over with my hands on my knees, just kind of just, just taking a deep breath that I felt like the whole weight of the world was off my shoulders at that point. Um, and we go into the locker room and, you know, to this, I mean, I'm, I'm getting chills right now, man, just kind of reminiscing on that and just listening to my voice, just, just coach, you know, just, it was all love. It was all positive energy and, and it was awesome. It was, it was great for me. You know, I felt like, you know, we, we've had it in us all along and, and, you know, I was proud of my boys, man. I was, I got a lot of credit that year, but realistically co- there's a lot of great coaches out there that just don't have the players that are invested in it. Right. And when the two meet, when you find a motivated group of young men or young women 
who meet a coach that shares the same passion or the same goals as them and the same mindset, um, good things, great things happen. And, and for us, it, it was awesome, man. But I, I did want to just put that piece out there because specifically now during this COVID pandemic, I know that there's a lot of kids that are, are struggling mentally and emotionally and, you know, you're never alone. You're only alone if, if you choose not to, not to find help. Right. So it's definitely, definitely, if that's my little bit of advice that you can take from me is, is don't be afraid to, to, to look for help and talk to people because it's, it's healing. It really is. Man. Yeah. You are like killing me because it makes me want to go coach a game now. Like it makes me want to go have a team meeting <laughs> I you, or I, or I want to go yeah. like plan a practice yeah. or I want to go coach a big game or right. you know, get a team ready. Right. Man, that's just, but for sure. And like, like the, the mental health thing for sure. Like, yeah. even like, even like coaches listening, like check on your kids too. Like, yeah, there's a lot of it's kids. important, man. There's, it's there's important. a lot of kids out there that sports are their backbone and um, yeah, they lost it for a little bit there we're we're seasonal coaches guys you know this we're seasonal coaches but we're in these kids lives forever i yeah. have kids now that have gotten married that have kids that still text me ask me for advice you know and 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 to me it's like our, our jobs are our life changing and we we're impacting kids and 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 yes if you're listening coaches check up on your players man they need that they need that yeah I feel like I'm huge on the whole like mental health. Like I'm huge on that. And I'm always like, I'm trying to be like that one for my girls who's like, Hey, like you're stressing out. Don't even stress out. It's just a game. Mm -hmm. You know, we want them to win. We want them to perform well, but like, I think it's huge to like take into consideration. This isn't just some athlete, like it's a student athlete. It's somebody's child. It's like, you know, sometimes they don't get along with their teachers or their parents or their siblings, whatever it is like, I don't know, I guess like perception is reality, right? So we have to like, we have to take into consideration. We don't know what somebody else is going through. So Mm -hmm. thank you for throwing that in. Cause when you said that, I was like, dude, yes, it's so true. Yeah. And I know, Um, I know for me, it's like, you know, anytime I meet somebody, oh, this big tough guy. And I'm like, I don't, I don't see myself that way. I, I do take my job very seriously, you know, and stuff like that. So I could see how I could come off intimidating certain people until you get to know me. Right. But definitely, yo, everybody's got a heart, right? Everybody's got feelings, so. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Because, like, when I first saw you, I don't know how many times I'd seen you, but when I saw you when we played at Carmel, I was like, oh, okay, okay, nervous. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I also thought it was cool. You, you said, you talked about Ben, you talked about Palmer, you talked about Charlie, and I was like, no way are you saying yeah. these boys' names right now? Because yeah. I've known those boys since they were little right. boys. Like, right. you know, mm-hmm. and so, and I met them out on the beach. So that's a question that we have mm-hmm. coming up next, which I think For is sure. huge. Because the fact For that sure. you said those three names were like the turning point, I was like, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Because that goes perfectly with what we're talking about. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I think I also, I do want to give credit, you know, I know I, I you know, Cole, Aiden and Keegan and, and, and Joaquin and the rest of the crew, yeah, they they were pretty much that that experience that kind of got us to that point. But it was so yeah. awesome to see when they were frustrated and felt like they couldn't do it anymore. You know, it was awesome to see those those juniors at that time that that list of boys and, and, and everybody else kind of say, OK, we got you. You know, you're doubting yourself a little bit. We're going to pick you up. And and, you know, we we had to do it again because then we went to NorCal. We didn't even know there was a NorCal. Right. So we had to try to do it all over again. And that was hard because then it's like, you, you've, you've won CCS. You didn't even yeah. know there was something after that. So how do you keep the mindset, keep the energy, say, yo, I know we just did the impossible, but can we do something else? Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I think that goes with the question Luke will ask next, but I have a question because it's been on my mind. And, um, so I have to ask, um, So obviously this podcast is about coaches having discussions with other coaches and coaches Mm -hmm. from different perspectives and different points of views, but you're in a pretty cool position because your fiance, Chloe is a volleyball coach. (laughs) And at that she coaches for a kick-ass school in our league. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so do you tend to utilize her knowledge and her strategies to help your program? Not at all. It's the other way around. 
it's it's, it's totally oh, the other no way, way around and i'm not afraid to say that at all so chloe get at me after this podcast if you want <laughs> she's probably on her way home right now uh, but definitely look um you know it's for me it is so important to make sure that there's another generation of coaches coming up after you um totally. You know, I know when I have a coach that that's starting for the first time, they're like, oh, you're so young, but you're so knowledgeable. It's like, I got pushed into this scene very young. I mean, I, you know, I started coaching Monterey High, I think when I was 20 years old, 21, and then I just haven't left, right? And so so I'm, I'm in the scene for a while. And now like, you know, I'm, I'm the league rep of, of the boys and the girls, but yet I'm probably still on the younger end of the coaches, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But it's just, it's just for me when, when Chloe decided that she was going to leave, there was a lot of nerves, right? Because she was going to go be the face of a, of a program that's, that's known for dominance. Um, and although it was very exciting to know that you're going to consistently have like your choice of the top athletes in this area, right? Going to your school and you're always going to have the, the players to make it happen there's also the side of the parents and, and that's, you know, as coaches that, that can, you know, impact, be a speed bump, be a deterrent to want to be there. So it was definitely show, sharing a lot of mindsets and a lot of uh, strategies and, and, and things that I do. And, and I just said, you know, I hold my parent meeting every year and I tell them straight up everything that they need to know. I'm going to tell you and be honest, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. All of you sitting in this room right now, I, I'm telling you right now, I know you love your kids. I know you think your daughter or your son is a superstar, all-star. Keep feeling that way. It's my job to make sure that you understand that not all of them are the best player in the world, that we're going to have to compromise and work together for the better of the team, right? Um, but for Chloe, we talk volleyball every day and not necessarily by my choice. Right. Because for me, I'm like, I'm done with it. Specifically right now, I got a team. I got the rest of the club I'm thinking about. I got my Carmel High girls going. Right. And Chloe doesn't have volleyball right now. So she's always wanting to talk about it. And I'm like, yo, time out, time out. Like, this is, this is it. Like, I can't, like, you know, I can't talk about that right now. I'm just burnt out on it. You know, I got other things I got to worry about. But for her, it's always, you know, if I ever got the opportunity to go watch a game where I wasn't coaching against her, um, or even in the games that I did coach against her, she's always asking me, so what do you think? What would you do? How would you change it? And, you know, if if we were in season, I'd laugh at her because I'd just tell her, no way, no way. You know what? I'll tell you, I'll tell you on October 19th because that's when we yeah. last play you, you know? And, yeah. and her kids know this. You know, her kids are always like, She's, she got smart and started sending the kids up to me saying, hey, is there anything you saw about my game that, that you want me to work on? And I'm like, yeah, right. Like, yeah, hit me up <laughs> October 19th at 8 p.m. I'll let you know whatever you want to know. Um, you know, because to me, I want to help her. But at the same time, like I, my kids would be furious if I was, you know, given any kind of input on, on what can make them better. Right. Um, but yeah, I know that, you know, Chloe will often come to me when it comes to, you know, like I'll go to her with ball control and defense. I mean, she was All-American at, at the University of Tennessee, man. There, nothing I do or learn, um, I feel out of respect, will ever be on the same level as that. You know, it's, it's, she tried out for the national team and made it and then decided not to go. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I come to her for all of that. Um, for everything else though, it, it's the other way around for sure. She's <laughs> trying to get info out of me. How would you run this offense? What do you think about this set? What do you think I should do with these middles? You know, what about my pins? And, and I'm like, Hey, look, like I said, if we're not playing each other, I'm all for helping you. Um, you know, once our league is over and it's about playoffs, then, you know, I kind of wear two hats. I still have my Carmel high hat on, but then I have my PCAL league representative hat on I want all of our teams to succeed I want all of our teams in the finals unless you know we're in the same division in which case hey no see ya you know <laughs> yeah. but but it's 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 definitely about wanting them all to thrive and succeed and Chloe though I mean 
Chapa, you'll have to talk. You guys will have to talk to her at some point. But she's all about it, man. That's all she wants to talk about. You know, for me, I'm like, yo, come on, man. Like, for real, let's time out. Let's talk about it tomorrow. Or it's yeah. like, we just had this conversation. You know what I mean? Like, again, like, so definitely it's, it's, it's been awesome. Um, I will tell you that on game days, it's really quiet the night before in the household. You know, I think the first year was super quiet, borderline awkward um, because it was like, okay, like, I think in her mind, she's like trying so hard not to talk trash because she knows they're about to smack us. And in my mind, I'm like, how can I take a set? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, just, just trying to figure that out. But as the, as the more we've played each other, the more fun it's been. It's like, all right, you lose, you got dishes, dog. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> or, 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 you know, winner buys dinner. You know, that's what I always say. Winner buys dinner, you know? Uh, but just stuff like that. It, it's funny now. And, and, you know, when, when she left for Selena's, her little sister stayed, she stayed with me, which I love her to death. She's my sister too. Right. But like, but like, that was huge. That was huge because Shelby was a libero in college too. And, and for me to just be able to be like, okay, Shelby, you got this while I go work on that is, is just awesome. Man. It's just awesome. Yeah, that's super respectable. And I'm glad yeah. that I asked because that's hilarious. And I also feel like I'm glad I asked because, you know, a lot of times you're in a, like I said, you're in like a really significant situation where like that's your fiance and then there's you. Right. But a lot of times right. I feel like as a coach, like if I was just to talk to you, I'd be like, hey, what do you think? And like, maybe you wouldn't tell me, but like, kind of like a when you go soft and you're like okay I'm gonna give this coach like just be nice and I'm gonna tell them what I think because I'm gonna be nice and right. I'm gonna be professional but I feel like it's so true like we all like want to keep our swords sharp you know we all yeah. want to be like I'm not gonna mm -hmm. tell you yeah. you know and I think like I'm glad I asked because yeah it's in the back of my head now yeah for sure and, and like I said there's also that other side of me that knows you know that knows there's programs out there that need more experienced coaches so I think when I take over a team for the very first time and I get an assistant for the first time, I think I put myself, I think I put more pressure on myself to make sure that that the assistant develops into a great coach more than I necessarily put into, we're going to go in a championship with this team, you know, because I know that, I know that these kids, for lack of a better word, their, their shelf span is, is four years that they're on a varsity team as a freshman. Right. But these coaches can go on and impact different programs for a lot longer, you know. And so, totally. you know, I got Kayla Uwoda coaching club with me this year um, and I love her. You know, she's a little DS libero at CSUMB and stuff. And and, yeah. you know, I, I know that I know that I pride myself and push myself to make sure that when she's done coaching with me after this season, she's a more confident coach, a more confident player, just a more confident person, you know, and so. So definitely, you know, like I said, I play both sides. But Chloe is just different because it's super competitive. And she's just always, everything's always a competition, like with her. So it could be, you know, going on a walk or anything. It's just, it's always a competition. Yeah. And, you know, you, like what you just said about developing your coaches, you even hear it beyond the high school level at the college level, you or college and pro level, you constantly hear like in the NBA, oh, the Greg Popovich mm -hmm. tree. Like, oh, so-and-so, right. he used to be an assistant with the Spurs and right. Popovich. Now he's over here and he's over here. He used to play. And it's like, oh, wow. And then they make their impact on coaches. And that's how you like keep the coaching world going mm -hmm. in reality is because, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people get into coaching as a like, oh, this might be kind of fun. And then, you know, a couple of years go by, you're like, oh, whoa, I'm spending way more time right. with this than I thought I would. Um, so great right. stuff. The next thing I wanted to ask you, was um like you mentioned there's a big um whoops sorry i said my internet's a little unstable can you guys hear me okay yeah yep okay cool um you mentioned how big of a beach volleyball community there is in carmel um right i unfortunately haven't gotten to go down in a long time um mm -hmm. i got i got my boys into it a couple of years ago and right, I, right. I remember that yeah they and they were a good team before that and then they kind mm -hmm. of like took it to another level after they started playing beach, like they, they even told me like, man, we just see things differently, like mm -hmm. after playing beach. So what kind of an impact do you see being, you know, in Carmel where it's literally down the street from the high school? Right. 
Um, what impact does that have on your players? A bit huge impact, man. Huge impact. I mean, you know, uh, <clears throat> anybody will tell you that the dabbles in both that that it's uh, <clears throat> that it, it transforms your game, not just not just the physical skill set, but your mindset, and more importantly, your vision, man. Like yeah. for me, I feel like that's the biggest thing when it comes to beach is <clears throat> you and your partner against the two opponents on the other side, right? So a lot of the time, you know, you're you're your player at the net's putting up an angle and a line block. So it's making you have to think and making you have to really commit to that because they're going to commit to that. Right. So, you know, you have to have your assignment down pat, right. Then you get set and they're calling out what they see open. But at the same time, as you're approaching, you take a quick peek at the ball to see where the set's landing. And then you're looking at the defense the whole time. You know what I mean? Because you're trying to catch them where they're not. So for me, the whole vision part of that, is what I feel takes a player's indoor game from here to there. You know what I mean? Like just shoots it up right away. Not to mention, you know, there's a lot of programs. I tend to stay away from this, but there's a lot of programs that will just isolate you into a position and that's it. You know, and I hate that. I hate that because volleyball is so much more than me being in the middle and only blocking and hitting and transitioning and that's it. You know what I mean? Or, or a libero only digging. You know, so, you know, we tend to give everybody reps at everything, right? Because in a pinch, you're going to need to step up and perform an action that you better have practiced or else it's not going to be good. Um, and that's what I like about beach, right? Is it forces you to, to pass, it forces you to set, it forces you to attack, you, you know, play defense, all of that. There's no excuse. There's no, oh, the libero will get that. No, you are the defender, right? So, that's what I love about beach the most, man. Not to mention, you you know, if you commit to it and you're out there grinding consistently, when you come indoors, everything just feels easier. You know, you move so much faster, you read better. And, and if, if your jump develops, you feel so light, you feel like you're flying, you know? What, what you just said about players and programs kind of having them play one position Chapa and I had that exact experience with a girl a couple years ago and this is yeah. like the most perfect example for it um this girl was a setter really good setter like great hands but it was so clear that she it was almost like she was a robot she knew how to set back row and that was it like we we, right. we, we wanted to try some things right so we're like hey we're gonna have you set front row and it was like have you ever seen a com computer have a bunch of errors and it just like goes nuts mm -hmm. that that was mm -hmm. pretty much what happened and it was like well you're setting but you're also blocking what so mm -hmm. do i do i go back row it's like no like no yeah. more like and then like the pass was back row and she's like but you told me not to go get it i'm like why is this not computing like mm -hmm. you're still mm -hmm. setting um so right. playing playing beach it just kind of puts you in a different mindset i told of you of course that. of course um like even some of you said the reading um i just talked to one of our younger girls in our program because um i've had a few parents asking like well now that this is over how can we get better you know tryouts coming up and i'm like honestly if you can play beach like do it because you're gonna come back inside and exactly what you said you're gonna feel lighter you're gonna right. your vision is gonna be insane like we always in in hollister i kind of steal this from emily but we like to say play big girl volleyball and every time you go up a level you're playing bigger girl volleyball and one of the of big course. girl volleyball things is you know when you get older people are going to hit harder and you can't just react to the ball once it's hit and be like oh it's going to go mm -hmm. over there let me go get it you're in the beach you're too slow you got to read where people are going you got to look at shoulders exactly. you got to look at hands exactly. and i was like go do that learn that those reads um one of the, my most like i was so proud but i was also like so disappointed um this one girl in hollis who, who i've known for a really really long time um I was playing beach against her like year, a couple years ago and her and one of my boys kicked my butt and it mm. was so frustrating. And afterwards she came up to me and she's like, I know exactly what you're going to do every single time I read you so easily. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, like, I'm so proud of you, but that was annoying. Um, yeah. She's like, yeah, if you open your shoulder like this, you're going to do that. And if you do this with your hand, you're going to do that. I'm like, you better do this yeah. in the games, I swear. Like, right, right. <laughs> and then the question that we like to end on every time is if you gave 
one piece of advice to coaches, what would it be? It's a tough one. You're more than, you're more than just a coach. You're, yeah. you're there to do more than just teach them how to throw a ball, hit a ball, kick a ball, shoot a jumper. I mean, it's, it's, I've been really fortunate, man. I mean, like I said, I've been doing this since I'm going into my 15th year of coaching. Um, and just be mindful, you know, and I'll go back to the mental awareness thing or, or the mental health thing. It's, it's just because they look great on the outside doesn't mean that they're doing great on the inside. Um, I've been really fortunate to have, for the most part, uh, a great experience with everybody I've gotten to coach, but there's kids out there that are struggling, that are hurting, that are searching. Um, there's a lot of kids that are coming from broken homes that are, that are things are changing in their life that they have zero control over. Um, you know, I, I send a boundary with my kids, you know, I say, hey, no, no text or call after 9 PM. Right. Cause you got to keep it professional specifically with the girls. Cause I'm a young man still. Right. Or I'm a man, I should say. Um, so you definitely want to keep that line, but at the, in, in a pinch, if there is something that's bothering you, my, my line is always available. Um, and, and I think it's important for people to understand we don't do this for the money, right? Because it's not a pain, a good paying job. Uh, we do this because we care. We do this because we love the kids. We do this because we enjoy being around the sport. Um, but at the end of the day, we're all role models, right? We're all examples. Um, so be the, the best example you can be. And please never forget that, that you're more than just a coach and, and just be there for the kids, check in for the kids, man. I, I, I'm struggling to say this because I, I I'm going through all those those tough conversations that I've had with kids where they've asked, you know, I've 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 had kids ask to live with me just to have a a a, a roof to have consistency in their lives, you know what I mean? And and you know, Chloe will back me on this. I've had conversations with her about how I can help this this player of mine you know, stop hurting and stuff and, and just know you're, you're more than just a coach. You're signing up to be in somebody's life. Um, and you can't control necessarily how involved you are in that life because these kids, once they let you in, you're all the way in, you know, and, and you become family, you become, you know, you become blood, you become a lot to them. Um, and sometimes you might be everything to them. So definitely always know, you know, you're more than just a coach. I think that's absolutely perfectly said. I couldn't really ask for an even better way to uh, wrap things up. Um, but Izzy, really, thank you so much for being on with us. This hey, was such you. this thank was such you. an awesome thank conversation. You. Um, you know, every every episode, I feel like we learned stuff. I learned a lot today from you for sure. Um, I'm going to be thinking Appreciate about the CCS story all the time now until I get to coach again. It's just going to eat me up even right. more. Um, Hey, when you step back on the court, man, because like, like I said, we went to an indoor tournament last weekend. It was weird, man, being back mm -hmm. out there and coaching because I went out there and said, all right, we got four hours of practice as a team. Izzy, calm down. You know, don't expect <laughs> the whole world from these kids. And, and we went five and three in, in, in two, over a span of three days and did really well. And, but there's still those moments where you just can't turn it off. What do you mean? That's a free ball. It should go to the target. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> you know, my, you know, it's like, ah, but you, when, I, I can't wait for you guys to get back on the court, man. I can't wait for, you know, normalcy to be back for these kids who desperately need sports in their lives. Um, you know, and I know they're out there fighting for it. I know they're out there advocating. Um, you know, my day job is safety. So if there's a way that we can safely do it, I think we should. But for all you coaches out there that still haven't had that itch scratched, I'm I'm so excited for you guys to get back out there and do your thing, man. And we're getting closer and closer, man. Hopefully, hopefully by yeah. the fall we'll have a normal season. Keeping our fingers crossed, everybody getting out, getting vaccinated, everything, getting staying safe. Um, we're definitely going to start recording more often now that you know things are kind of wrapping up, our schedules clearing up. So everybody listening, go ahead and. Um, you know, keep a closer eye. We'll be back. I know it's been a few months, but we'll be back with a few more guests here more often. 
But once again, Izzy, thank you again. Um, of course. It's been super awesome. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you again later. And...